Welcome back, everybody. This is The Refresh Point. My name is Ben, and as always, I'm joined by my constant co-host, Steve. How's it going? I am doing pretty great. Having a good week, almost holiday season, and uh, yeah, time to uh, time to uh, give out some, some holiday gifts to some sets. Uh-huh. Uh, those gifts being some bands! The band list dropped, and as expected, Sal and Slime got punched in the dick. Uh, but Overlord and Hololive got away uh, scot-free for now. Uh, make hearts were revealed. I will be homeless. Uh, it's going to be a future of financial ruin, uh, for me. And BCS Mexico was won by a based Nino player. So... Shuffle your decks, tap or cut, and we'll get right into the refresh point with some breaking news. Yo. Yo. I'm as sad as I've ever been. <laughs> Sal is finally fucking playable. Meta for a whole year. You get your world's eye, you know? You get your world's invite with it, and then... Boom, baby! Comes in, Bushiroad comes in hot with the ban list to uh, coming in hot and spicy. Bring the meta back into line. Um, full disclosure, yeah, I think this is fine. Um, yeah, uh, the, yeah. The, this is needed, and as much as it hurts me because I've played Sao uh, as my competitive set many different times during my wife's career, it is definitely my preferred set, but. Um, yeah, it. There needed to be a trim back of power for Alice, so this is probably a decent approach. Uh, Level one decks can exist in the format. Yeah, technically. Yeah, because like the other, like the standby lists that come back are Nino, which was weak defensively anyways. And uh, MTI, which that, I mean, that's like kind of real. Yeah. So uh, um, we we get the MTI unrestrict as part of the ban list changes, um, which is really good. Um, there's now uh, now you need like three thousand less power to be able to affect the board at level one. So that's it. That's great news for everybody. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We did it, lads. Uh, we brought the power down to eight five needed <laughs> to crack the board. <laughs> That's like that's like a real number at level one. You, For sure, you could do it. There you are lots it. of decks that can do it, and there are lots of decks that cannot do it. Yeah, yeah, but you know that's the life. That's sometimes. fine. It's fine. Yeah, it's fine. It's fine. Um, so specifically, the Alice was restricted to two copies, the two-one combo. Um, it kind of like. It's it, for me. It's kind of weird in the sense of like JP just like. Just went like, no, can't early play it, no, yeah. right? No brainstorm. But in English, you can only ever have just two copies of it. So even if you wanted to like, quote unquote, like play it fair, like you can't even try field it at two. It's, it's just like, yeah, now, now they've driven you towards, you have to early play it. Because that's kind of the only value that you could really get off of having two copies in the list. Yeah, so this is a twofold um, problem. So now we have uh, two additional issues to pile in with Alice. One is 
we're probably going to need more milling than we needed before to get the deck down small enough to a point where we can land uh -huh. getting both of them. Uh-huh. So, or we're going to need a lot more stock. One yeah, of the two. Yeah, yeah. Which both of those things are going to delay the combo. Yeah. So, any any unreasonable times that you were pulling off that combo, like you went second, attacked three times, then somehow had the nuts, and you could get it on, like, turn two. Um, that's never going to happen now in, in any world, unless you are just absolutely the, the luckiest person alive. Um, so, it's going to delay the Alice combo by a turn, probably in every single game. What does that mean? Well, it means that it's probably likely that if you don't go first, you are going to have a, either a scuff turn at level one, or you're going to need to block a little bit to keep the game slow. So, yeah, both of those things kind of suck, um, and but they're okay. Um, yeah. The actual problem is if, let's say you get both Alice's, like nothing bad happens, because... You have no remedy if it goes to the clock. Like, none. So, there are no clock swaps of any value in the entirety of SAO. So, if it goes into the clock, you're it's just doomed. But let's say it doesn't, right? You get them both into the waiting room, and then you, you get both of them on the board, and then you combo up. There were answers before. There are answers now. And if you get answered on the board and lose one of them, it presents tw it's twice as bad right because now we've lost 50 percent of our alices instead of 33 percent of our alices so the loss is even greater yeah second when you paying three is now stock negative if you had triple alice before paying three was stock neutral because you got three stock from the combo so if you lost one paying three was basically free now paying three is not free so it hurts your resources to pay three but you're gonna do it like you will now have to do everything possible to keep them on the board. And there's no way around it. You just have to do it. So I haven't I haven't changed my deck to try and play with two Alice's because it's my opinion that it probably doesn't generate enough resources to truly like carry the deck through its very mediocre mid game. And I'm not sure what you would add in the mid game that would that would be the bridge to to getting to your end game. Well, we could brainstorm a little bit more about that in the spike order. But just to round out the bad list, Slime got restricted uh, Shizu and Muron. The w both combos that made up the archetype separated from each other. Yeah. So you lose the best one combo for that archetype. Right. But there are other combos. You there are other combos. And you, you keep the the board. Yep. Like the hexproof, plus two K, no counterplay end game board. Yep. So I consider so, this. Yeah. yeah, I consider that a failure. <laughs> like generally speaking. Yeah. I yeah, feel like yeah. they kind of they dropped the ball in that one. Uh huh. And uh, in Ciudad de Mexico, a Nino player, a base Nino player, Jesse Perez. One with just Nino Waifu. Yeah, and a big tournament too. Um, the exact count I don't think is known to us at this time, but uh, according to YC Time, 150 plus. 
so like a very sizable event so this is like just really good execution and of course a little dash of some some weiss magic which is what you need to win these type of events yeah like the it was interesting to see the run yeah. as well because he posted his run on twitter and it was largely like there's like a two soul bang dream list there's like a few 1k one soul hollow live lists like not most of it was like stuff that would not contest the board right uh which is amazing news as the nino player for sure i think the only list in the run to top eight that would have contested board effectively super effectively was probably the kanan amarian list right and he ended up winning uh and that would, game yeah uh and in the top eight uh right before the ban list three more slimes took the other three slots of top four <laughs> yeah I and mean... so he had he at minimum had to beat two to get to the final spot and and i think that's like a matchup that's like fairly difficult enough for nino right i would, I like, would say so yeah. yeah yeah because slime can contest power yep they have a stock swap yep. they can stock compress yep like not super not fun yeah, yeah not fun super impressive run uh very cool very yeah cool. yeah i mean um anytime we see like i'm not i i'm not gonna be happy about nino okay I, like you can't make me and it's been like literally two years of nino. <laughs> all right i'm not gonna be happy about it but um uh, yeah sure sure we sure. do love we do love to see an underdog um play their deck and play it well uh -huh. so um yeah congrats to you um further showing that great play always beats great decks um also um in a sign of things that you probably will hate um there's a azer lane eight two souls deck in top eight like <laughs> this is uh not a great sign if you uh don't uh aren't looking forward to just random fours coming down on you because yep the cats this is just a no, yeah it, it's funny because this deck has no climax combos at all the cats have arrived and ha it's just a bunch of guys get cat boated yeah and punched so, in the face yeah and so they're dropping fours at level zero on you and like i mean you can just die right like or the game can just death spiral on you really quickly so yeah um, and it doesn't get better because Ari Ferretta is also coming out with like a facilitated two soul combo plan. Yeah, in some ways they're like uh, they're both horrible in different ways, but the <laughs> the Ari Ferretta one is at least like game planned. This is just like a raw like fist deck where it's just like yeah. I'm going to attack you until you die or I die, and yeah. there's no yeah. other way. This is basically like uh, yeah. the mono red of white shorts. <laughs> yeah. We got some more Guilty Gear reveals. Um, the last two will be revealed by Alex Hodges. Approximately three hours from the time of this recording. Uh, the May was revealed uh, alongside Gold Lewis, uh, Giovanna, Anji, Axel, uh, Leo, Kai... I forgot who was revealed alongside mate Jacko. Yeah. There we go. Uh, and all of these other wonderful content creators videos. 
Uh, and man, they really had to make the May OFR a finisher. And they had to make her SP a brainstormer. So that if I wanted to play a May deck, I would have to own both. Yep. In large amounts. I think the climax is triple R. We'll talk about this later. So, uh, before we continue the spike corner, because that's basically all this news has been, uh, <laughs> let's go into the comment box. <laughs> uh, got a lot of nice comments off uh, our last episode. Uh, and also one from the New York episode, Sorel, the base gamer playing the uh, standby Meliodas, uh, thanked us for the shout out. They were not planning on going to White Plains until the night before because they weren't feeling great. And then they got top eight. I Yeah, I mean, um, sometimes, yeah, you uh, if you're feeling a little rough, you're just like, oh, man, do I really want to like grind a, a, a tournament out? But you know, congrats! I'm glad. Uh, I'm glad it worked out. Shoutouts to you, man. Yeah. Very, very cool gameplay. Oh yeah, I did lose to him. <laughs> Shoutouts to you, my one loss in New York. Very cool. <laughs> um, thanks uh, to all the comments that are kind of like, um, what is it? Like that you enjoyed the content. There's actually just enough of you that it's not expedient to shout out every single one of you, but thank you. Uh, turns out that uh, an experienced interviewer such as yourself is good at interviewing. We did it, lads. My four years in student media turned out to something. Uh, shout out to Ian, uh, who said that, that we fear your power. We don't fear your power. We'll get you on an interview probably in like a month whenever we don't have content. You know, it'll be great. It'll be a great time. Uh, but shout outs to you, Ian. Um, <laughs> I think Phantom Star actually, uh, apparently you fought in Houston. We did, yeah. Uh, Subaru Gura? Yeah, absolutely. All right. So yeah, that's one of the, that's one of the guys from Oklahoma. Um, and yeah, we played a we played a pretty tense game uh, in round four. Uh, playing Gura is never comfortable. I almost died to a single Gura um, because uh, turns out if you just take all of it, then the game gets really competitive really quickly. <laughs> is that Clinton? Uh, I mean, he says I would always love to be back. Yeah, sure. I'm guessing that's Clinton. Yeah, probably. All right, Clinton. Yeah. Uh, cool. Thank you for your comment, and you are welcome back at some point, one of these days. Uh, and, oh, yeah, and the last comment I really wanted to shout out uh, was from Kix Machina as well, uh, the Philippines player that's been commenting now and then. Uh, <clears throat> to read it out, congrats, Steve, on the Worlds Infight. The interview resonated with me quite well, as I'm also trying to aim for Worlds. I've been playing for 10 years as well, and only around recently have I been getting some tops. Uh, Singapore 2022 top eight, uh, BSF Philippines and Singapore 2023 top three. Uh, and they're hoping for an invite in BCS Singapore. So yeah, shout outs to you. And on what you should play, well, 
we'll just dive right back into the spy corner because let's be real when we when we opened breaking news and brought up the ban list that became the spike. Yeah, the problem is that I just, you know, I get, we've been here the whole time. I get we're carried just, away. We're spikers. We yeah. love spiking all over the place. Honestly, we just play competitive Weiss like every other day. It's yeah. in our blood. To be honest, if we could easily call the refresh point the spike corner and we wouldn't be too off. Yeah, yeah. You know, we do have whale sightings, though. So every once in a while, every once we in do, a while, but we have a whale sighting. We, we invariably return. We invariably return to the spike corner. So we've already gone a little bit into kind of how Alice might play. Yeah. Uh, but let's talk about slime. So yeah, you want to play Muron. I love talking about slime. Yeah, I know. So I'm going to talk a lot about slime. <laughs> so you want to play Muron. Uh, you have a lot of options because none of them are as good as Shizu. Correct. Yeah. As it turns out. Uh, so Kenny Smogina, on what you can play, uh, it turns out Overlord and Gura were both not banned. So if you like Overlord or Gura, maybe you can play that. And I think I've discussed this with, you know, you bring it up every time we talk about Gura and I've been talking about it to other people, but somebody's just got a top eight with like choice pants gura or something just to like show that surely in a long tournament format double gura plus like uh uh what is it called musashi surely that can be enough to kill people i would like to think like so. it's just it's not a maniac play you get good deck speed you can manage your compression better like it i there's so many soul triggers in the deck anyway. It just has to be a viable play. I would think so, but no one's tried it. Uh, no one's had any success with it, so maybe we're both wrong. Okay, no. But Colton from the Clock Tower apparently did try it and was close to a top eight. I, I was either Houston or it was another tournament. Okay, but it 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 was. It was possible. Yeah, and we're fresh off of an ASCII girl win, so that's probably that's yeah. probably gonna drive down some more uh, uh, standby decks. Here's what I'll say. Look, man, I'm telling you, I'm telling you, I'm telling you. Surely, 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 it can work, right? I guess I'm just gonna have to build it and play it at locals. <laughs> <laughs> I think I have no choice now. Oh man. Um, I gotta put my money where my mouth is. Yeah, so, yeah. um, here's what I'll say about Overlord and Gura as tournament decks. Um, both of those decks um, need to they have a very uh, risky strategies and over a long tournament that can be difficult to execute on a repeated basis so if I were you I would consider carefully playing any either of the if I was anybody thinking about what to play at the remaining BCS events those decks did lose some of their more terrible matchups um, Alice going away made everybody else relax a little bit and able to, you know, exist at level one. But um, a whole bunch of stuff is opened up now and is kind of like more playable than it was before, uh, including decks that are a lot more reasonable. So it's one of those things where if you've been playing it, I would keep playing it. If you haven't been playing it, I would consider what you have been playing and where it can go. Slime is still, I think, 
one of the best decks in the meta. Look, I think Slime is just fully still on the table. Yeah. And we'll get to that in a second. But um, if you haven't been playing it, then like, you know, I don't know what you've been playing, to be fair. Uh, I don't. I mean, we can I look don't back on their previous comment. I don't think they mentioned what they played. I don't remember, um, but... Uh, okay. I think they were playing... Um, well, slime itself is quite rare, apparently, in the Philippines. Yeah, so I don't know if you own it. Yeah, were kids. they playing? Were they playing Overlord? I can't. They remember. might have been playing Sal, but well, yeah. okay. So, anyway, anyways. Yeah, I I don't know. Like, yeah, S slime just. I feel like they kind of got away with murder, where like they managed to skate out the back door with like a, a little slap, like a slap on the wrist. Not not n not nothing. But yeah, I think the core of what made that deck difficult to handle is still very much there. And so all the things that make that deck obnoxious in tournament play are still around. We still have um, a ton of climaxless finishers. We have stock swap on a level zero that we can jam anytime that we think that the math is gonna work out. We also have um, fully hexproof 12-5 dudes. So, that part is all still there. So the core of the core identity of the deck is still intact. Now, the question becomes, how do we get there? Because we have a lot of we have a lot of choices that are of similar value. I would argue there are two that are better than all the others, and then all the others kind of file beneath them. But Yes. And so let's talk about that for a second. Let's talk about that. So the ban list dropped, and I immediately spent two more hours after it dropped considering what one combo is to play yeah uh it went to bed at like five in the morning uh and i'm the kind of i'm the kind of player that's not super great at um gleaning i guess gleaning everything out of an idea by just like thinking about it and considering it right like we gotta play it yeah, I gotta play it. Yeah. Um, and so I was like, I need to play as many of these one combo combinations as possible in a short time frame. Uh, so I have played now uh, at least like eight games or so on, uh, what is it? The Rimu door, which is Corona at home. The Milam door, which is like- um, It like just, blows up a, a back It like row blows back. up a level zero back row. And like check and top draws two. A card. Yeah, it draws a card unless you have a level zero, which lets you kind of pick which card to draw right. off the top, and you kind of need that. <laughs> um, and what is it? Uh, two souls of just like Shioko. Yeah, yeah, Shioko. Shioko two souls. For you and Muron, mask even, yep. and just like go into town, punch him in the face, grab Muron. Use any other plussing to get shoot, Shuda and the Muron Brainstormer and figure it all out. Yeah. Right? Use your zero pluses, basically. Yeah, yeah. And Brainstorm. <laughs> and Brainstorm. Uh, and uh, because other locals in the area and everybody and their mother has played gifts. Or not not gifts. Uh, what, what's the kind? Fruits. Fruits of Wisdom. There we go. The Setsu Shizu that mills for, add a card, you're not going to play the event. It's always going to swing at 5k, it, and it's 8 pants. Yeah. It's like the most obvious target, to be fair. 
Yeah, uh, so... And finally, I just wrapped up playing a bunch of standby with the pants. Yeah. And so... Uh, I think I can guess like the two combos that you would put on top and that's probably standby and pants Yeah, and like all the other options are strictly worse uh, Even though reverse combos are more viable in general. I would say so um, Like there's still reverse combos man. It's tricky in some matchups for sure um Obviously, Overlord being the trickiest of those matchups because they have double bounce back and their level one combo goes off to memory whenever it reverses or doesn't reverse and just wins. Um, so, uh, in that particular matchup, if you believe that that's a matchup that you're already weak against, you probably don't want to lean in with reverse combos on top of that. Also, there are other sets that have JCs that play them all the time. Atla has one, Hall or um, Bang Dream has one. Um, that they frequently play and so like with JC's that always puts like reverse combos in a in a weird state yeah and the Milan combo it's it's kind of funny yeah <laughs> right like blowing up you your run... opponents guys is very annoying yeah like if you run into the slime matchup it's super grief because you're just like I kill your brainstormer boom you know yeah and, and I think I think that's not unreasonable in the sense that like instead of giving you better value, which, because arguably the value you get from from Milam is kind of weak, but in exchange for better value, you're trading it for um, creating pressure on your opponent to produce um, repeated versions of the cards that they badly want, or play without a back row, which is also quite complicated for some decks. Yeah. And, but my issue with that is that you kind of desperately want to play the the card. It's a level zero blue card. It's like a one five. It ditches to search the one combo. Yeah. It gives it 1k power yeah. and on attack check two. Yeah. And you just really don't want to be playing that card. <laughs> it's in yeah. the slime list, right? Yeah, it's it's like, tricky for the, it's tricky for the counts. Yeah. It's tricky for the counts. Cause you like, you have all these wonderful, amazing level zero cards that provide value at nearly every point of the game. And then you have this guy that is dead after level one. Yeah. So the thing is, is that you probably have to run that guy. Do you have to run four? Probably not. No. But um, it's one of those things where your one combo becomes a lot worse without him. And so you just gotta... It's like, can you even afford to play a combo that says draw? Sometimes. Sometimes. Unless and you hit a mask. <laughs> if or you a play climax. mask. Yeah. Uh, unless you, you wouldn't hit... even play a mask right, 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 in this Yeah, yeah of course yeah. not. Yeah, you, unless you hit a climax, right? Yeah, yeah. So the trick is, is that, like, you have to be okay with both results if you don't play it. The other thing is that the the it's only 7k if you don't have that guy. And... Uh, 7k doesn't get over on a lot of stuff and let me tell you right now in the common you know the common day and age and with this specific list like door is is not the amount of waiting room access that you need <laughs> it's nice I love triggering door great trigger not not a 
not a great thing to kind of consider as like, yes, I'll definitely trigger door enough for it to to get me the cards I want every single time. Well, I'll say this. Um, the problem, you also have a deck speed problem in a deck like this because you're you're not moving anything really. So you have to rely more heavily on other cards to move um, your zeros. Like you have to rely heavy on your zeros to move cards around. And so that, that changes your zero game even more in, in my opinion. So there are a lot of tricky problems with playing Milam. Now, it you you do have tangible value. I think door is probably of the triggers that put cards into your hand. I mean, we're talking about like one of the best ones, right? Clearly better than choice and probably better than everything. But in my opinion, everything but bar. Um, but the trade-off there is significant. Yeah, and with all the red combos. There's the issue of being dual color. Yeah. Um, so you want to play Yumin Miran probably at least once, probably, unless your deck said, I'm going to put all of your Mirans into the waiting room. Uh, which, like, without a lot of deck speed, like, seems unlikely. Like, literally every single Miran into the waiting room. Yeah, that would be uh, unlucky. Yeah, it's happened a few times to me, but I do play Weiss like every single day. So, you know, stuff happens, but not super likely. Um, and so, yeah, like, so that's one of the trade-offs with the other color combos that aren't blue. Yeah. Um, so the one of the benefits of playing the fruit combo is that um, it's unified colors and unified climaxes. So there'll never be a point where you're like, I need to clock myself in a weird way so that I can make this happen. It just happens. You just get it. And so the funny thing is it even happens with the two soul because the two soul is blue. Right. Of course. Yeah. And so like that, that, that that's the, that's the benefit of the, the passive benefit of those. So, um, I, I think that if you were trying to raise the floor of the deck as high as you can, like it's vi it's variance, you're trying to like reduce that as low as you possibly could get it. Then the fruit combo is the combo. Like, if you believe that that low variance is one of the most important things to have in a deck, then that's the combo. Because you get the highest amount of deck speed, you get the most unified climax profile, and the most unified color profile. So, like, you have the same play patterns you had before. The only difference is now your power is bad. Like, instead of being okay, it's just bad. 5k probably doesn't beat over some level ones off turn dude it doesn't beat mori off turn it's like rough yeah so like that's your trade-off right you mm -hmm. need to be level one first combo off get all the hand size that you're gonna need then just kind of like derp around until two comes around all right steve counterpoint standby yeah <laughs> So, so for context, uh, um, <clears throat> like no less than two weeks ago, a standby Mirren deck made top eight at a European uh, event. I think, and we got a little bit of intel. He was a fairly new player. Really? Yeah. Interesting. Congrats to him. So like, we're not, this is not nothing. Um, I, I this is the, if I were going in a direction, this is the direction I would go because um, if I were ever to debase myself to play slime. <laughs> um, what? I would rather lose worlds yourself. than play slime. I would rather lose worlds than play slime. 
You can put that in a quote. You can put that on the website. Put my name next to it. I'll sign it. Put it on a mat. I'll play with it. I I would rather lose worlds. <laughs> I just if that's no, no, no. The... Why, okay okay hold up hold up. While I'm not laughing, I just went to make sure I heard you right. You would rather not play world or win worlds than play slime. Is that correct? Can you state that for the record clearly? I said what I said. <laughs> I hate this deck so much. Anyway. <laughs> the standby deck gets to benefit from two things that it didn't benefit from before. Like when there were when eight standby was kind of more accepted is like a, a viable tier deck. Um, kind of one of the problems that existed with that deck was that your level one guy has this really annoying cannot side attack feature with his twin drive. And oftentimes that meant running directly to death because it was only a five five. Well, we've solved that problem, baby. Stand by the shooter, baby. Yeah. Swinging with seven five. So now seven five is way, way better. And obviously hexproof, which probably doesn't come into play, but like, why not? Uh, it means you you can't get bounced by uh, the Ichiga event or any of that nonsense. So um, there's that, I guess. But dude, bouncing it is honestly the goaded play because then you have two brush stock probably because you've double or triple standby combo. You can't pay it all out because like you're only paying like one for each mirror and like there's not that much stock to. Like, there's a number, right? The number is four. The number is four. A Shuna and three Murons. Hear me out. If you stand by the Shuna, the number becomes three. Double combo in a human Muron, you have five stock. And if you triggered on the first attack, it's, you're it's like, pretty deep. Yeah, it's pretty deep. Uh, honestly, it'd be kind of based if you bounce the Shuna at that point. Because then you can hard cast it to pay down stock and you didn't have to salvage it from the waiting room. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, so that's the most recent thing that I've played. And man, I like this. Yeah, I it's think- It's real funny. Yeah, I think <laughs> you're trading some guaranteed damage for some uncertain damage. But, sure, sure, yeah. But the slime deck tends to lean top heavy anyway, even, uh, even before it played standby. Because like you have a lot of level twos and a lot, a lot of level, of level threes. Like yep. we have three level two counters, if I remember correctly. Plus we have four level two guys, plus two level two supports, and then probably ten level threes or so. So like, or at the very probably eight level threes. So like, there's a lot of trigger cards in there already, and so like two damage comes out pretty easily a lot of the time. So. The biggest problem is what you just described, which is like triggering, right? Because twin driving has a tendency to produce triggers. And if they get really deep into your stock, it can be really awkward to get them out because you don't have great pay downs that cost a lot of stock where it's like, if you have something that's like pay to and get some kind of really nice effect, then sometimes it can be worth it to do that. If it gets out climaxes and it gets your stock down to like a, manageable level where you can't get stock swapped into complete oblivion um this deck does not have that uh which is kind of unfortunate you do have a medium size pay down it too right so like you can pay down by buying Buron. um and then you've got like another chunk of pay downs if your opponent leans into some kind of um 
like anti-level or a situation where you can drop the plus six souls counter like as a way to like just get the stock like down or to get a dirty payout um you've got some choices they're not great but they're there um and we can always brainstorm and we can always um flush it with um like a variety of zeros like the milam zero is probably the most like painless way to flush one stock where it's like pay one kill this thing check four get a guy um so i, I like the standby build the only downside is that it does suffer from some color weirdness at one um that you need to manage but you have a lot of ways to manage it um and the other thing is that yeah like if you go to zero six like you're gonna need to clock yourself somewhere other way um and you've got a few ways to do it and see like i and even after like the very small amount of games that i've had it's like there's like i've had a few of the scuff games where i'm like i've just read or like um or there's no shuna but there's muron and i'm gonna be real like just stand buying out muron i thought it would feel worse but it turns out if you need to be at level two with a card on your board at level two and you just have it there feels pretty good yeah uh, it can in fact just work smile um i will say that okay so a few like i guess slime epiphanies that we've gone through in this phase of testing i do like mask mask feels pretty sick and standby affords you the money to play mask in the early game and immediately be rich again which is like very well, tempting well so if you're holding the standby combo right masking for the 1-0 gives is just a stock plus yeah um or you can mask for human muron which discards for muron and now you're like compressing your deck kind of even more and man like feels funny and off of that you're like well ben how did you get enough slots to put in two chloe's and three masks and the answer is i just tried not playing benny maru anymore and the funniest thing is i still haven't missed him that's interesting because um benny maru always felt like his reach was outsized compared to milim but not compared to Xion, but Xion always felt like too much. It was like Benny Maru hit that sweet spot a lot of the times where it was like burn two, burn three, like the, the right amount of damage to like stick it. Now that's fair, but hear me out. I've played enough of this deck where I'll just be like, all right, triple Benny Maru. I've taken out like most of my zeros. There's only climaxes and ones and hires basically and like four level zero cards. Reveal climax, reveal zero, reveal climax. Fuck. All right. Fuck yeah. It. I mean, that's always something that can happen. That but. is always something that can happen. And like with the with the kind of non Benny Mar end game, I'm just like, all right, fuck it. We ball because I think I just don't mind burn four as much as other players uh, in this area. Like. I think, you know what? I'm going to say it. I think double Xion plus like one or two Dragonoid burn loops with a Bonder. I think that's more than enough to win games and generally can provide more reach than Benny Maru 
because Benny Maru is always a coin flip. Yeah. And there are enough games where I'm just like, I need the Benny Maru to reach. And you know what? It just doesn't. Maybe I don't need that to be Benny Maru. Maybe it just needs to be Xion. So screw it. Yeah, so um, Xion is uh, also a little more all-in, right? Because yeah. um, the other thing you lose by cutting Benny Maru is healing. Yes. So yes. Um, now we we're an all-in. We're all-in at level three, where we it's are. like there's no like heal down and wait. It's just like we gotta go and we gotta go right now. And in my like in my eyes, I feel like the game kind of ends at level three anyways. Yeah. Uh, especially since both Gura and Overlord are still in format, right? Yeah, I think I was and more referring to, like, opponent is not level 3. Sure, sure. But if we're going to be at level 3, and, like, if they're at, like, 2-0, sure, right? Like, that's the scenario where I'm obviously going to miss spinning bar. But if they're at, like, 2-4, 2-5, which happens in probably the majority of games that you get sent to level 3... Then it's just like, well, yeah, we just gotta yeah, go. For it. We just gotta we go. Just gotta go. Well, I'm dead after this anyway. Yeah. So you I know? would say that the the worst part of this trade off is the is that game state is your opponent is uh two two four or less I would say. Yeah. And you are three one or more. Yes. Because now there's no there's no other way to play. It's just like. Stock swap if it looks good, jam finishers if they look good, and like go ham. And if it works out, great. And if it doesn't, great. But to be fair, a lot of decks have been in that position the whole time. So it's not like that isn't a strategy for other decks and has been for the whole time. Yeah, and even if you play down Betty Maru in that scenario and they get sent to three, I, I don't know. I just feel like just high odd. Even if, even if I'm compressed, it's like, into like half the meta decks it's just like high odds i'm gonna die anyway i'm at three you know? yeah i think the difference is like what i what i was more focusing on was like if if especially if you're like three two yeah or three three sure you could die to vanilla swings yeah pretty easily from that point yeah and so but not if you're three oh mm -hmm. and so that's kind of what benny maru gives you is like if the game has gone a pretty sideways then there's a world where you can like heal to three oh poke them into range and wait and then block as much as like as little as you like get the blocks you need right if you take seven clean damage after that well then it was doomed to begin with but like you get the blocks that you need to continue the game and then you go ham on the follow-up turn when when the finish seems reasonable um but that's a tricky thing to do a lot of decks can clock themselves many times to get to the point where they can just kill you anyway so maybe that use case isn't relevant because it doesn't come up often enough right like, like if you're, the, the decks that you can strand like you can't really strand gura i feel like because on their two turn they probably clock themselves to two three two four anyway um overlord never mattered they're they're there already. Uh, let's think. They're there at two. <laughs> They're there at two. They never. That one never mattered. Let's think. Sao uh, was kind SAO, of. Sao, you could you could strand it. It's but, possible, but like you have admins that you can just jam over and over again. Yeah. If you're playing against slime, like, you can ricky yourself over and over again. And that's the other thing is like in range for slime was always like two four two five anyway. If you hit them above it, they're able to clock themselves anyway. Yeah. 
like this is strictly like you're three two they're two zero yeah that's when it's uber cursed right but like i i think yeah. i generally yeah. i think i generally agree it's and like stranding is weird it seems weird to me in current format and like if we're just gonna like loop if they're literally at two zero right then it's it's probably doomed anyway. <laughs> Here's what I'll say about if, it, if it's gotten to that point, it's probably doomed anyway. But like, you know, three, two threes, two fours, two potential burn ones, and if you've been able to like maybe get you can afford resource, a clock kick. Yeah. Not even a clock kick. Just afford to loop two dragonoids oh, for sure. just double burn one, double burn one yeah. off the top, and get them to probably like two two. Yeah. Like, maybe that's enough. It's technically lethal range. Well, and so that's the thing, right? This and now I'll go off on a small tangent here, but this will be my like only tangent about um about this. So it's one of those situations where there's like um like a reasonable expectation of how the game should go, and then there's what actually ends up happening in most games. But uh, on the topic of stranding, I always do it if I have the opportunity and I think that I can't win. Because there is value in forcing your opponent to waste resources in a way that they do not want. And I will say that Slime is the best one at Stranding because you can swing not at all, jam a combo, and just get resources. Yeah, cash in. Right? You don't even have to swing. If you're at 2-0, swing like once, right? Like maybe once. So just whenever whenever I but try yeah. to strand, I look at the deck and I say, all right, are they going to penalty anytime soon? If they're going to penalty soon, then I leave them at 2-4. If they're not going to penalty soon, I leave them at 2-5. And I never try to strand more than that, even if I think they can get it. Because the reason is, it costs me usually a lot of resources to do that in terms of like, if they heal down from that position, uh, it, like they're at 2-3 or something and I stop attacking. If they heal to 2-2, then it's kind of doomed anyway right i need to get them at least into range to where like clock to two six if they can't get to three then clock to two six is like in range for a lot of finishers yeah for sure and so even if they can manage to get themselves to three i want to watch them do it because a lot of times you're not holding rickies in the late game you're you've already flushed them all or, or like you don't put them in your hand you're like optimizing your end game hand and so if you get stranded and you're forced to 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 take actions to try and unstrand yourself because you know that if you vanilla swings, it probably won't kill them and then you're dead next turn. Forcing someone to unstrand themselves has two benefits. One, they may not be able to do it and they'll waste a lot of resources trying. Two, even if they can do it, it weakens their end game. Like you usually don't have more resources than you need to win. Like unless the game's been going extremely well. Like you'll have enough resources to do what you normally do but you won't have a whole bunch of extra shit in the background to waste. And so the more I make you waste it, the weaker, if you get, if you get there, I've weakened it. And so I've increased the possibility that I'll live. So like, especially in the case of a deck like the slime deck, where it's got lots of ways to use stock in the end game to hurt you. If you force any deck to waste its resources, it makes their end game weaker and weaker and weaker as they go forward. So like, yeah, if they're at 2-5, they probably can get out of it by brainstorming, getting a guy, rickying, but then it's like, okay, you spent two stock. What did that cost? And now you've changed your deck state. What did that cost? 
So I think it's just like you could probably strand them at like two zero one two, right? As slime. If they're at two three and you're running this like just Dragonoid Loop Shion anyway, pff, screw it. You're gonna burn them one into like two four two five and then swing with Shions anyway. Screw it. Like at that point, then they kind of are in reach because you're just burned for. Um, and so I will obviously at some point I'm gonna put healers back into my deck, Lamau. But like, whether it's Benny Maru or maybe it's like I ran one. In, I ran one. You ran one in in Alisilica. Uh huh. And it was only for the emergency. Like I'm level three, you're not level three, right. and we need this game to extend. Uh -huh. Or I'm so far ahead, I need to pay down so I can get my stock back into range. I think I'm going to probably try jamming at least two Betty Marus back into my deck. That will probably come at the cost of Mask. And that will probably mean I'm just going to jam three Red Rickies alongside it. Yeah. And maybe that's enough. Yeah. And that's kind of like my next train of thought. Sure. Is like... Slime is a toolbox, in effect. It's like the Lost Zone box of, of Y Shorts right now. If you're familiar at all with Pokemon and you remember like the meta before Paradox Rift, it's kind of like Lost Box in the sense of like, Slime should be able to have all of the answers. And while it has been fun just being like, well, screw you, I'm gonna just try to burn you with Xion. Benny Mar is an answer that you should be able to have. And so, uh, alongside your myriad punches, the Dragonoid looping opportunity, all that good stuff. You know, I feel like Benny Maru should be a choice. And it's not currently in my list, but I would like it to be. And so, kind of have to just figure it out. Yeah, um, the as a brief uh, aside for the third uh, change to the ban list, because it isn't like it wasn't a change to the ban list. Okay, it was a change in that the Escador finisher can no longer be played with the guild that bounced, and now other SDS decks can't get fucked out of using both the Aqua and the Bouncer. Right. So this is important for one deck, um, because the uh, Hendrickson deck. True. Um, yeah. Now has a even better play pattern for their end game because they can incorporate the gill um, and they can run the zero, which was kind of like an important idea that they didn't have access to before that they do now. So that deck got improved. And honestly, after facing it um, played by a uh, world champion, um, yep. that deck is spooky, oh, really yeah. spooky. Oh, because yeah. um, stock swap Fumio has never been fun in the entire time that it's existed. When you pair it with Mocha and Burn 4, like, it's incredibly spooky. You can just die for no reason. And so, um, I wouldn't be surprised to see someone attempt to pilot that deck in a way that, like, where, like at Worlds or somewhere like that, because it's the type of deck where, like, the core of it, the core advantage engine for it, which is the same one that Escanor uses, the Elizabeth, the Soxhole, the, um, Lost Vein, this, this package of, like, really reasonable cards, um, that all works and still works really well and the zero escanor is the most annoying card in the universe at removing stuff 
where it's like, I have two of these in the waiting room, so I guess your guy dies. See you later. And you're like, oh, yeah, that seems very balanced, and I enjoyed that. No. But, um, but in a, in, realistically, like, it's a good answer to a lot of stuff, including Muron. So, yeah. like, that deck is not unreasonable. I would not play Escanor because it's way too gambly against, and against Slime, you have no way out. But, um, but Hendrickson has some, some real appeal. Like, it's hard to combo off and you need a lot of resources to get everything. But if you get everything, like, your opponent is in tremendous danger. Because it's just a lot of climax skullduggery where it's like, I put them here, I put them there, I put them back in your deck, I mooked them, like, you, you can't block, and now I burn four and you die. And it's like, that's, that's super spooky. So oh, yeah. that, that change to the ban list is not insignificant. I think that's fair. It, I think it matters. True. Uh, and yeah, and that's, that's probably about the end of, uh, Ben talks about slime for a very long time and proves that he has no idea what he's talking about. <laughs> but, uh, with that, you hear that, Steve? You know, my ear is becoming tuned to it because I'm hearing it so frequently of late. <laughs> but yes, I believe that's a whale sighting. It is a whale sighting. God, I'm going to be so brave. <laughs> the only upside to this is that um, it doesn't look like... I don't know that these SPs will be as expensive as, as normal SPs would be. Okay, um, maybe not the SP, but what about the OFR, Steve? So, I bought a whole set of very expensive OFRs at the time when they were meta. And what I'll say about OFRs is they're never as expensive as SPs, but they're not not expensive. I'll say that. Yeah. I get we, we could cope. The SPs might not look good. The, the other... previews do not inspire confidence, like, but maybe the foiling is sick and people are like, yo. Yeah, I would guess, um, I mean, three figures is going to be guaranteed, but I mean, I know that. But what I'll say is that, um, I think that, I think that they'll be reasonable, like SP wise, the OFRs might be doomed. Like the, the OFR looks- I gotta buy four OFRs. It looks so cute, too. There's, like, dolphins and stuff in the background. It's I know, fantastic. Steve. I, <laughs> I know. I know. That's the whole point. The problem is, is that if you want to max... I'll, I'll say this. Point. If you want to max rarity... Dude, max guilty rarity, gear, guilty gear strive. It's cursed as fuck. If, especially, so... There are so many SPs, and, like, a bunch of them are meta-relevant. Yeah, so... Like, yo, my, the Ricky... Yeah. Your Brainstormer is yep. either an SP or an OFR. Yep. Make your choice. Early play healer. SP. Finisher. SP or OFR. Yep. Perhaps you like Testament. Yeah. That's an SP. Yep. Zato, the 2-1. Yep. Right? Uh, No, I think that's just foil. Okay. Uh, Potemkin. If you want to play Potemkin. Oh, that's an SR. Is if it... you want to play Potemkin, the finisher. His SP is like just shit. Oh, okay. So... That's good. Yeah. At least some some stuff is shit. <laughs> Axel, uh, Axel. 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 Okay. Axel, I think, is a legitimate red beater. It's okay. Like, you get one five for every character on attack. Here's what I'll say about Axel. Is if you looked at Axel alongside Anya, you'd just be like, wow, we got scammed. Okay, true. <laughs> 
This card does True. the exact same thing this card does, only it True. tutors a climax on top of that. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> but yeah, what I will yeah. say is that um, there's a lot of SPs, which means that um, if you're going to be cr case cracking, which you know your boys are going to be case cracking, um, it's going to be, there's going to be winners where they get the good shit. And yeah. then there's going to be hard losers where they get, oh, yeah. they get the scam SPs. Like they get, the if I pull up a Temkin SP, just throw it across the room. Kid. Uh, I don't know. Flip man. it or rip it. It's just over. <laughs> <laughs> flip it or rip it. Yeah. It's, it's kind of cursed. It's kind of cursed. Um, but what I will say is that this might be one of the more reasonable decks to max rarity, even despite all of that, because, um, Collectors have long determined that the stuff that doesn't have, you know, actual signatures on it is not as valuable. You know, I True. was able to max rarity my Alicization deck relatively cheaply just because um, none of those cards had signs except for the UGO 3-2 from Alicization 1. So I did have some OFRs to buy, obviously not cheap, but I was able to acquire them at a point where, like, um, they were acquirable. Don't try to acquire them now. But yeah, <laughs> and, like, as an example... Uh, my dragon maid waifu, Elma, had an OFR. Uh, it was an early play healer in blue, yeah. which is potentially off-color. The lowest listing right now is a whole $30. Yeah. I picked them up for, like, $40. Yeah. So it's possible, right? It is possible. This, the finisher, the, not, May, the May finisher is yeah. good. Yeah. Um, but probably not meta. Probably not meta. Ramblethal is probably meta. Yes. And so that, if... Ramlethal is gonna cost a lot of money. Just yeah, make Ram peace with that now. Okay, if you're if you're a Ramlethal main, number one, screw you. <laughs> Second off, screw you again, actually, because you got like SR 10s for the combo, triple rare climax, SP finisher, OFR brainstormer. That's guaranteed to be a four of. Unlike the main brainstorm, because you can send the brainstorm to memory. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, trying to max rarity with Ram may be complicated. It'll be a nice-looking deck when it's done, though, because it'll have so many foils. True. But, um... You might be able to do a 50-foil deck in Guilty Gear. Yeah, I think it's possible. Yeah. And, like, it would not be, like, bad. Not way off, no. No. It would be hard, like... I mean, you would miss your zero. Some of the... Your zero game might be scuffed. Well, no, 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 because a lot of them have SRs. Well, so Melia's SP is the, is the beater. The oh, zero. Oh, man. And so Does Helmet have a foil? Uh I don't think so. I think it's an uncommon. Damn. But um but yeah, the uh the there's a lot of SPs that are good. So yeah. True. The uh, Ricky? It, it's yeah, I mean it's just gonna be it's gonna be it's gonna be a hard time uh for max rarity. But um I think it will be cheaper overall in terms of each card. Um, as long as we get a lot of people cracking this set. Yeah, and I think there will be. I think I will be. There yeah. are a lot of people getting in on Weiss on Guilty Gear. I think that um, some English exclusive sets have struggled from a lack of cracking just because, like, they don't attract the same kind of collector value. So we'll see. Um, I would say that Avatar got, like, a medium level of cracking. Not, mm -hmm. like, a ton, but definitely enough. And Guilty Gear does have one signature by our lord and savior yeah. Daisuke Ishiwatari which by the time this has been recorded surely Alex Hodges has revealed the secret to us all it's probably a soul I wish it was an event but actually I don't because that mean I'd want to actually own and play it um, 
And I need it to be the Roman cancel event. It where's that at? It's not happening, dude. Alright. I think the Roman cancel mechanic is just like the one one events. We'll see. You know? I don't know. But what I'll say is that like I need I, I don't need any more soul. Like I don't. Sorry. I know. It's time. I know. We need to actually see the soul cards. And the chip cards, maybe. I don't know, like, Not where... sure which of those two people I hate worse, but sure. <laughs> <laughs> what about May? How do you feel about May? You know what? I I May wasn't that good when I started playing Guilty Gear, oh, so okay, I don't have okay, any strong okay. feelings there. But Okay, okay. But, uh, yeah, Soul... Uh, yeah. <laughs> also, my uh... brother is a Chips in a uh, main, and so like getting bodied by that character is just my natural state of being. <laughs> yeah, I, I know somebody that like we, we started playing Guilty Gear together uh, for a little bit, and like I was playing Soul for fun. Yeah, and by this point he had been nerfed, and like uh, my friend picks Ram, and I get completely fisted, like twenty to two, just not. Not even close rounds. Can't even play the game. Yeah. Okay. Switch to May. Yeah. Because I was like, you know, I've never played May. This could be funny. I like dolphins. This character's imbalanced. 12 to 2, and then he quit before it went any further. And I'm yeah. just sitting here like, hey, I stuck it out for 22 games. I don't want to hear it from you. <laughs> well, I bought the hoodie from the official shop immediately. Nice. And I was like, Totsugeki all the way. I found my character. Only further proving that the Refresh Point boys are nothing if not meta-slaves. <laughs> <laughs> Whether it be Weiss or another game. <laughs> True. Uh, and so with our really our dolphin sighting complete, that's our show for today. So... Tune in next time after your next deck out. And don't you forget to take the refresh point. P.S. We did release this like a week after the last one. Don't expect it. We got we got life going on. We wanted to respond to the ban list in a mildly timely manner. We got two more BCSs to go to, guys. I got I got I got stuff to do. <laughs> So you'd expect the next episode after Thanksgiving. Yeah. I can say that. Probably. Probably. All right. And so that's it for today. And again, don't you forget to take the refresh point.